1: The Opinion Line, on Cork's 96FM. There's a piece in the journal today uh, containing a number of stories, a number of encounters that people have had on public transport, uh, on pleasant encounters. It follows... Alan Farrell is a Dublin-based Fine Gael TD, and he went public last week with a story of something he saw on the Dart Something unpleasant that he saw on the dart, uh, a young bunch of young lads um, harassing a woman on the dart. He went public with that and a lot of other stories have come out since and there's quite a number of them in the journal this morning. And Alex, you you took to Twitter. When, When did this happen to you? Good morning.
0: Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good to speak. To you. Um, it happened about five years ago, incidentally, up in Dublin. Um, and now this can happen everywhere. It just happened to be the fact that I was up in Dublin at the time. Um, so I was travelling from Leek Slip, where my ex-boyfriend used to live, into the city centre to meet him after work. And it was the summer, so you know, the legs were out, the high heels were on, we were going to dinner and drinks. Um and I obviously was wearing a dress, but it was above my knees, like, you know, to the middle of my thighs, like you would wear in the summer. And as I was walking down the platform, I noticed this man, like he was staring at my legs. I'm not young. You know, this has been happening since I can remember. And it's something that, you know, that it's just, it's just, it's just the way it goes. Mm. So I just kept walking, not paying any attention, but he kept staring at me, but I I was far enough away when the train came, so I just thought, "Oh, thank God, I'm on the train now, and he won't be staring at me anymore." So after about three or four minutes, he appeared in the carriage, and I was sitting in, you know, facing. Let's say it was going to Connolly Station. I was facing towards, you know, the direction of Dublin, and he sat opposite me. And like I'm a, you know, me, I'm I'm a grown, strong, independent, outspoken woman, Um in these situations in my brain I would tell myself I would say you know stop staring at me but you do none of those things because we've been conditioned since we were very small to be safe Mm. you know and especially because how I grew up I mean I grew up I was a teenager in the 80s so really like don't make a fuss don't use your voice nobody likes loud you know outspoken women all that kind of stuff um so he took out his phone and he started filming me. So it was huh. down at my leg level. Yeah. And I was blatantly thinking, like, right
1: there in front of you.
0: Blatantly. Absolutely. Like, that's what was the most unnerving thing for me about it. He didn't even try to hide the fact that he was clearly, like, aiming the camera at my legs because it was down at, you know, my leg level, yeah. straight onto my legs. So, um, I sat there staring out the window and, you know, when something like that's happening to you, you're having this inner dialogue of, go on, say something, you should say something, you know, you're you're strong, like, you know, this is not, you know, you should say something, you should say something. The, the and,
1: Alex I know, and maybe I don't know you, yeah. the Alex I know, uh, Yeah, I would have thought, what the
0: hell are you doing? Sure, absolutely. You know, like, I, I've i shared with you before, we've spoken quite many times on this show, um, that I was orally raped when I was 17 and it was it was it was a horrific event and I've spoken about it publicly and it took me a very long time to rid myself of the shame um and because we'd been drinking he told everybody I was asking for it it, it was horrific so I think that came flooding back right as I was sitting there you know but and then I was having this inner dialogue I was cross with myself because I was thinking 17 year old me was so powerless But, you know, 45 year old me has grown so much and is so strong. So I said, "Okay, I need to keep myself safe. So I'm not going to make a scene in case it gets worse, because that's what we do. But anybody would do that in that situation. You know, like if you felt under threat, you'd be thinking, Okay, look, do I raise my voice? Do I make it worse? So I said I'd move seats. So I got up and I moved and he moved with me three times. He never let up the whole train journey, you know, and was, every was time the train moved,
1: crowded. Obviously not if you
0: could move. No, so much. it wasn't. It was quite. It wasn't. It was about. I would say. Kind of seven o'clock in the evening and it was going from Lee Slip to Dublin, so it really wasn't. Had it been the other way around, it would have been jammed. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure maybe would he have done it, or I certainly wouldn't have been able to move. Um, he moved with me three times, and I, you know, I got really scared because he was a, you know, he was a tall, overpowering man, and then I started panicking. Before I got to to the station, I was thinking, you know, what now if he follows me off and all that kind of stuff? Look, I was lucky that he didn't. I got off. I checked, you know, behind me and, you know, he he didn't follow me off. I was very shaken. And then I felt very self-conscious in my outfit. You know, like that happens to us as well, where then I started I actually started victim blaming myself, which is a terrible thing. My, my skirt is too short. I shouldn't have worn this. Like, And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was so surprised at myself, at my reaction, because, you know, I have a 15-year-old niece, and I would be telling her, it doesn't matter what you wear, about you know, all that kind of stuff. So I started victim-blaming myself as I walked to, to get my partner. I mean, he was suitably horrified that this happened to me, and, you know, he was fantastic and supportive and everything. But that was it. You know, you, you don't really think... I didn't report what happened to me when I was 17 because, well, I was 17 and I was so vulnerable and so ruined from the experience. And because I'd been drinking and he told me it was my fault because I'd been drinking, I I believed that. I believed it was my fault. I believed it was my fault until I saw Louise O'Neill's play asking yeah. for it and I and I mean that most sincerely and I don't even think Louise realises the book that she wrote and the play that, that was done in the Everyman, how freeing it was for me and then I was able to tell my story um, mm-hmm. so that's a whole other story but so then a few weeks later you know the work that I do so I would be in contact with quite a lot of guards and I remember saying to one guard in particular I said like, come here, this happened to me you know a few weeks ago I'm just wondering you know like like what should I have done about it and he Honestly, he snickered and he said, asher oh, sure, girl, i see that is a compliment. You've got a great set of pins. And that was the worst part of it. And I was just sitting there going, oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. Now, don't not all guards mend me. And I, I, I know that there are people listening who that there are great guards out there. I've worked with a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but that was that's my you know, those are the two things. My lasting memories of it is, you know, he was doing something that was wrong, but I thought I would have reacted in a different way. And I didn't because I was scared and I needed to try and keep myself safe. And then, you know, just, you know, asking a guard and him telling me, well, it was a compliment because I've got great legs. So that's why I tweeted this morning. I read the journal article and I just thought, oh, there, there I am again. It's just, you know, it is, it's. It's the way it is for us, you know, and we're in so many ways conditioned to just shut up and put up about it. And people question all the time, you know, why we don't report, why we don't say. It's because I don't think there is a real culture and that's not just within the guards. I think it's culturally, I don't think we're at a point where it's okay for us, or, or there's enough training given, or there's enough understanding of what it's like for victims, regardless of the severity of what's happened to you, it doesn't feel safe.
1: Do we yet, Alex, give out it. the message loudly enough that if mm. something is happening around you, to which you object, mm. and there is another yeah. adult within your shot, shout and shout loudly. Mm. call attention to it. I have a I have a daughter in her mid twenties Mm. and I'd I'd like to think, knowing her as I do, that if someone Mm. tried that with her, he'd wake up with a crowd around him. Do you know what I mean? But but at the same time, I would have thought the very same thing about you.
0: Yeah. So did I. You know, like obviously seventeen year old me was very different to forty five year old me and forty five year old me would would I'm very vocal, you know, and I and I advocate for people in my job every day um and when it when it when it came to me i was i just froze well not that i froze i got up and moved i tried to but then i was you know i spent the entire train journey gauging my safety you know what if what if i kick up a fuss and he retaliates back what then mm-hmm. because that happens you know and then what if and, you, and if you read the journal article today story after story after story tells a story of people not Doing anything, seeing that this particular incident was happening, and still turning their heads, mm. you know. So let me, put, let
1: me put a tweet to you, Alex, mm. that has just come in. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised at this now. Seeing, well, in a way, I'm not. It's come mm. from Mags, who's.
0: Mm-hmm. I oh, look. Who, I know her yeah, hobby is yeah. her hobby
1: is a guard, sure, right? Absolutely. And she says, "Another day, another guard the bashing exercise."
0: <sighs> it's not what it is. Yeah, and 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 that's why I said because I'm acutely aware that Mag and I follow each other, you know. And and I said I was very clear that this isn't. I work with some brilliant guards. Right. Like this isn't everyone, but this was my experience with one particular guard. And it's not guard abashing. It is just because it would be if I came on and said the entire department. I never said that. Mm. I said this particular guard. And it was very disconcerting for me, you know, and I think that that needs to be spoken about and i totally understand where mags is coming from but with all due respect mags because i know that you're listening this isn't this isn't another day another guard bashing. this is now why in so many ways that we're hesitant to come out and say this is what happened to me because then the not all men not all guards not we, we i get that i get it's not everybody that's why i said it in the beginning that this is not everyone but this was my experience with one guard and I'm not going to not talk about it because that was my experience.
1: Well in your experience talking to me or rather in my experience talking to you, you were the one Mm. who put me right on the not all men thing a long time ago. I learned from that conversation and I'd like to think others would learn from this. Alex, a pleasure to talk by the way, congratulations, congratulations (gasps) on your qualification.
0: Thank you so, so much. I'm absolutely thrilled. Oh, and I I wanted to say as well, because I know you've been doing an awful lot for Mental Health Week and I'm not sure that people know um, just for for listeners, the Cork Local Drug and Alcohol Task Force website, So, you can just do, you know,
1: look look
0: on that. Has all of the addiction services for Cork and Kerry up there, all of them. Great. So, from treatment centres to community workers to everything, it's all up there. It's a huge resource, and I kept meaning to text in all week to alert you to it. Okay. If people are looking for, for addiction services, they're all up on the Cork Local Drug and Alcohol Task Force website. All right.
1: You take care of yourself, Alex. We'll talk again. That's Alex Sly. Cork's 96 FM.